0: You're listening to the Law Careers Net podcast, a monthly podcast designed to give you everything you need to know about becoming a lawyer. Welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast. I hope you're all well and having a good summer. Before we start this episode, just a reminder that there are many firms with training contract deadlines at the end of the month, so make sure to check out our deadlines page for all the latest information, and as ever, there is lots of content on Law Careers Net about making successful applications. If you are wondering about the impact that coronavirus is having on the legal profession and those looking to enter it, we also have loads of information about that too on Law Careers Net. We recently ran a webinar, which will be available to watch shortly, on the site – and we're planning future webinars and content to make sure that you are all up to date and motivated to continue seeking a legal career during this time. Sign up to the website or follow us on social media for the latest. This episode looks at what it's like to be an in-house lawyer. Annabel Akintomide is my guest today and we had a great chat about what working in-house means, the differences between private practice and in-house, and her advice for those who are interested in this career path. I'm here with Annabelle Tomiday, and she is going to be talking to me today about what it's like to work in-house um, and how students can kind of become an in-house lawyer. So thank you very much for talking to me today. Annabelle, would you like to introduce yourself and say who you are and what you do? Yes, yeah,
1: sure Bethany, thanks for having me. I remember using law careers about 10 years ago when I was starting my law career and looking for jobs, so yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, so yeah, my name is Annabelle Tomiday. I studied law at university. Um, I then trained at at an international law firm in London, and I'm now working in-house. Unfortunately, I didn't get any gap years in between, but I wish I had done so I could do some travelling. So before this podcast, I was actually trying to work out how much time I've spent working in-house. So including my current and previous roles, I've spent about five years working in-house.
0: And perhaps we could just explain um, what in-house actually means. Perhaps you could define it for anyone who's not sure exactly what it means.
1: Yeah, sure. So I would say there are mainly two main environments a solicitor may find themselves working in. So a solicitor may work in a law firm or work for themselves where they work for different clients. So in the UK, we often refer to this as working um, or being in private practice. Alternatively, a solicitor may work in a legal team outside of a law firm, such as work for a bank or for a company. And in this environment, their main focus would be on the legal needs of that one bank or or company. So the term in-house refers to when things are performed in a company. So when we talk about a solicitor who works in-house, this is a solicitor who performs a legal role inside of a company.
0: You've had experience in both, so that's very interesting. What would you say are the main differences between working in-house and kind of working in private practice?
1: Well, so yeah, there's lots of differences. Um, I'll touch on a few. So as I previously touched on, one of the main differences would be the focus. So when you're working in private practice, you'll be working For a range of clients when you're working in-house you'll be focusing on just one and the type of work and the variety of work is likely to be very different as well this of course depends on the type of firm you work in um, the size and the structure but if you're working in-house you're more likely to be working on a range of areas whereas when you're working in private practice especially if you're in a large commercial law firm your focus area might be quite niche Um, another main difference could be would also be the structure And so because of this difference in structure, you often see job titles of solicitors who work in-house and private practice being quite different. So some may say that the career progression is more structured at law firms. So I would say that up until before partner level, the progression tends to be more predictable. So, for instance, as I mentioned earlier, I trained at an international law firm once I left university. Some of the people I trained with still work at the same firm. Although they all work in different departments in the firm. All of the people I trained with were promoted around the same time to the same level, senior associates. So typically in a firm, before partner level, people are generally promoted when they reach a certain level of post-qualification experience. I say before partner level because a range of factors come into play before a person becomes a partner. So progression in-house is likely to also be down to a range of factors. If someone who works in-house is unsure of how progression works, in their company, I'd recommend that they speak to their manager to to seek any clarity they need so they understand what they need to be aiming for. Um, Another difference I could think of is that the people that you work with is likely to be quite different in private practice and when you're working in-house. So when you're working in private practice, you're mainly working with lawyers, whereas when you're working in-house, you're likely to be working with other people in other business areas. Um, Lastly, another difference I'll touch on is something called billable hours. So for those new lawyers, this is a phrase that you may not come to like. Um, So when you're working in private practice, you're often billing a client for their work, um, for the work you do for them. So you need to record how much time is spent on a matter. This requires a lot of time in order for you to accurately record how much time you've spent working for a specific client. When you're working in-house, as I mentioned, you're only working for one company, so there's no need to record any time so yeah that's another big difference so I'm, I'm quite glad not to be um, doing time recording in
0: <laughs> and, and what made you want to transition between you know working in a law firm to working um, in-house Ooh,
1: that's an interesting question um, so when it comes to my career today and me moving in-house when I look back on this is actually not something that I thought about or I remember thinking about until I actually started working so after law school, I started working at a commercial law firm, so about eight years ago. and um, Whilst I was there, I had the opportunity to do a client's a and work in a bank for six months. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I was literally looking for the next opportunity to work in-house again. Um, so it wasn't until that first experience that I thought, actually, how can I do this again? I wanted to work in-house more. And um, So that's kind of how my transition was. I tasted it during my training contract for six months. I worked with the bank again. I did some other work in in private practice, and now I find myself working um, in house again in another
0: role. So that that's quite interesting. So it is not as if um, you know a student might think, oh, I want to work in house. It's more that perhaps when you're doing your training contract and you do that client secondment, comment, that kind of gives you the taste of what it's like. So would you say that kind of it's it's usual to become an in house lawyer, perhaps after you know, definitely after having worked in private practice first.
1: Definitely. And I think once you experience something, it gives you another perspective. So if you only work um, in private practice, you'll never know what it's like to work in-house. I would say it's a very different environment. So having that initial experience is what kind of gives you the um, idea of what it would be like and then may give you the motivation to work there as well. And I think what's quite interesting, I'm wondering if things have changed in recent years, but a few years ago, it was quite common for people to make the transition later on in their legal career from working in... um, working in private practice to working in-house it wasn't something that people do straight away so after a few years of experience it was then more common to see more people trying to move to work in-house and what I love as well is that as um, things advance and areas like technology become bigger we're seeing more and more in-house legal roles at various companies which makes working in-house such an exciting thing for people to do at a number of companies
0: whether it's fashion, technology, We've definitely seen a growing um, kind of increase in um, kind of big companies offering training contracts. You know, I think I saw Coca-Cola offered a training contract, Ocado. Um, So it is possible to train um, kind of in that in-house capacity, but it is more typical um, to kind of do a training contract in a law firm and then move across. Because
1: law firms have the structure, they have the ability to train and they have more lawyers. It's easier to find a training contract um, in law firms. Whereas when it comes to private and when it comes to working in-house, not every company Wants to train. It takes a lot of time. It takes, you know, it's it's quite a big exercise. Some in-house legal departments are very small as well, and they wouldn't be able to give you that varied level of um, experience you need before you qualify. So it's not as easy to find. Um, Yes, that's why it's quite rare for people to do training contracts in companies. It's more common for someone to train at a law firm and then go and work in-house. But if you are interested in, let's just say, as in maybe manufacturing or, you know. Um, fashion industry, you will definitely find legal roles in those um, industries. It's just, it's just difficult to find a, a training contract
0: in those areas. So, uh, what's your favourite part of your job then? There's actually
1: quite a number of things I enjoy about my job. I don't would say they're necessarily um, specific only to working in house. They are based on my experiences to date. But yeah, I have a few things I really enjoy. So. Um, One thing I really enjoy primarily about my job is the ability to see the impact of my work on the company's overall objectives. I found that when I've been working in an in-house role, I've been able to see that direct link between my work and the company's objectives more clearly, um, as opposed to when I was working in private practice. Um, Another thing I really like is that because of the nature of my role and the company I work in, I have the opportunity to work with a range of people outside the company and all around the world. So it could be financial institutions, it could be companies, it could be law firms. I work with such a broad range um, of people, which makes my role really exciting as well. And then lastly, another thing I enjoy about my job is that the legal team I work in is very innovative. So whether that is with products or finding new solutions, ways to provide deliverables. This makes my role quite creative and quite enjoyable. So having the ability um, anywhere you work really to share ideas and have these ideas um, incorporated really makes your role really interesting. So that's another key thing I currently enjoy about my job.
0: And you touched upon there, I mean, a couple of these including creativity, but what skills do you think you would need to be an in-house lawyer that might be different to what students expect to become a kind of commercial solicitor in private practice?
1: yeah so loads of skills really so because you are obviously working for a business and you are working with a range of people it's really important that you have that commercial awareness I know that word is thrown about a lot recently when it comes Mm. to people looking at careers but it's so important to really understand a business how it operates what are the priorities are you aware of what you're doing and how that feeds into the overall goals of the company is really really important also when you work in house you're likely to be given a high level of responsibility Yes so for example when I did my clients the first client's comment I did on my training contract I was given a lot of responsibility really early on and it was really important that you know I was able to deliver and understand what was going on within the business so often what I find is interesting is that when you're in a legal role or actually in a legal capacity when someone sees you they don't think oh but the person's not qualified or oh the person's only got x amount of experience they see you as this is someone here to support me from legal, and I expect you to know everything. So you have to really be able to think on your feet and really act under pressure. Um, you could literally be walking, you know, walking up to grab your lunch, and someone grabs you with a question just off the cuff. So you need to really be ready um, to give answers, and it's often with you know lim- limited preparation, um, you also have to have the ability to work independently. So when you're working in house, each structure would be different depending on the company you work in, but you have to be able to work by yourself in a lot of things. Um, so this is another key skill that you would need when you're working in-house.
0: And perhaps you could give um, some examples of kind of tasks and work that you do on a day-to-day basis. So what, what, what does your work look like when you get in the morning? What, I mean, you're not going to work at the moment, but if you were in the <laughs> office and you get in the morning, what sort of things are you doing through the day? Wow, that's a
1: million-dollar question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: without giving too much um, anything confidential away. So typically, I start my day the to-do list I think that's really important just to set out and the task for the day. I often have a tonne of emails that come in overnight and um, as I mentioned and um, the work I do involves working with people around the world so maybe I've had emails come in from Asia since they're ahead and other parts of the world so I'll go through my emails check anything that I need to assist with and um, because of the nature of my role we do with a lot of external queries so I'll be having to assist with those. Um, So tasks you could be involved in working in-house could include reviewing documents or agreements, drafting agreements, negotiating agreements, advising and troubleshooting. New things arise each day, so for instance most recently we've had Covid. A key thing um, in-house lawyers would be involved in is determining how these changes impact their business and determining what needs to be done going forward. So that's quite a common thing you'll be facing when you work in-house. Um other tasks you could be involved in could be developing new processes for the business, staying up to date with external legal developments, dealing with external counsel, and also coordinating with others on projects. Other tasks um, that I'm involved in can range from drafting documents to reviewing documents to advising people on new projects. Um, yeah, it can be it could be a big range. It's hard to really list out everything (laughs) but it can range from a number of things from you know reviewing documentation assisting other the other departments within the uh, assisting other teams within the company as well and when you're working in-house there may be other departments who have other projects going on which tie into legal and they can often leap you in at various stages of those projects so you'll be often often required to assist with those as well
0: so you'd say that the work is more varied than when you worked in at a law firm
1: Very varied. I think because when you're working in a law firm you're assisting external clients often they will tell you what they need whether it's advice, whether it's drafting documentation, whether it's structuring a transaction, they would tell you you know what what is needed. So you're only going to do what's asked and not go outside of that scope. Whereas when you're working for a business you're likely to work over a wider range of areas and you're not having to bill an external client so all the work is it could be anything really that you're assisting with. Even things that may not be tied in with your main focus area. So yeah, it tends to be a lot wider as when you're working in private practice. If something you work on, for instance, let's say for instance you're working in commercial litigation, and something comes up to do to do with real estate, it's unlikely that the, the person in commercial litigation will do the work. They'll say nope, let me get in contact with our real estate department, and they'll loop somebody in to assist. When you're working in in-house, some of the roles, some of the tasks you'll be required to do, it may not be your main focus area, but you'd still assist to your best ability. If you have colleagues who work in the area, they will obviously assist as well. But if you don't, then you often have to be the one who, you know, does the work and pulls things together there. So yeah, it can end up being quite a broad range of
0: work that you get involved in. What are the benefits or the negatives of working in-house?
1: So one of the benefits that I enjoy is the crossover with other business areas. So when you're working in-house, you're likely to work with other people across the business, which is really good and it makes the the work interesting and quite diverse. Also, you will have um, a high level of responsibility, which I think is great. Another key benefit is the work-life balance. So when you're working in private practice, the client and what they need often dictates the timetables and how much time you need to spend on things. And, you know, a lot of lawyers who work in, in a law firm will tell you that sometimes there are, or maybe multiple times, there are times when you're working quite late. Um, so whilst you may still have busy periods whilst working in-house, these can generally be managed better and they shouldn't be as frequent. Well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing which some may see as a negative is that in law firms, because the main focus is providing legal advice, there are lots of departments that are dedicated to support a lawyer's role um so, for instance, you might have a team that's purely based on assisting with research or a team that's purely focused on helping with documentation and producing bundles. When you're working in-house, that's less likely to, the ca- less likely to be the case, but you're able to adjust and adapt to not having certain things
0: within the, within the company. So those would say be, I guess the benefits and negatives. And what advice did you have to any listener or student who's listening and thinking, oh, that sounds really interesting. I'd like to kind of get involved in-house. What can students do perhaps in the early stages of their career to find out more?
1: Yeah, so a number of things. I think it's really important to take in as much information as possible. Um, And as I mentioned, I have the ability to do clients' comments and get a taste of what it was like to work in-house. So I'd really encourage that any students anyone who's career, pursuing a career in law does the same thing in order to really see what it's like to work in house, what does it feel like, what are your day-to-day activities like, do you like the environment or was working in private practice something more that suited to you. Um, I think it's also important to get as much information as possible so one thing I like about law careers is the amount of resources that are made available for those who are wanting to pursue a legal career and podcasts such as these are really helpful you know for students to gain insight so, I'd encourage those interested to continue to learn as much as possible and take in this information. That's how you can obviously learn more. And um, there are also a few websites and Instagram accounts I've seen that are also useful that people should check out. So, things like Harry Clark Law and Boss Season, that's BOS Season. These are really good resources that students really tap into when it comes to pursuing a legal career and just trying to strengthen their overall development. It's also important that people try and understand what skills are required for working in-house and really try to um, hone in on those skills and develop those skills. Because if you have the skills required, that is what will help you, put you in good stead when it comes to those roles being available. So yeah, once you know that working house is something you'd like to do and something you have the skills for, then I'd recommend people to definitely apply.
0: And it sounds like it's, it's also something that you should keep an open mind about because we always tell students that when they're starting their training contracts, make sure you don't fixate on a certain practice area or department because it might be that when you're doing another, even in another seat, you really like that area. And it sounds like it could be the same with, um, with working in-house. You could go to do a secondment and really love it um, and not expect to. So yeah, keeping, keeping an open mind for these sorts of things is always really good and will open doors for um, kind of trainees and junior lawyers for sure.
1: Definitely, I would really agree with that. So when I was training, um, I thought I'd really love real estate. So I was like, yes, that's where I'm going to qualify. And I had all these, I don't know why, <laughs> but I had all these ideas in mind. And then when I had a taste of that, from my training contract, I was like, actually, this isn't for me. So I really would recommend having an open mind because you don't know what something's like until you actually start doing it in practice. So you might study an area, but think, oh yeah, I love it. And then you start working and think, well, oh, actually I don't and vice versa. So keeping an open mind is really essential. Same when it comes to working in-house, someone might think, nope, not for me, I wanna work in a law firm. And they experience it and think, wow, I love it. So I think it's just generally good to be open-minded. And when you are open-minded, that enables you to have more opportunities available to you. And I think what, another thing is because when you're starting off your career, although, as I said, you might have ideas of, oh, I want to go into this area of law, you don't really know that till you start working somewhere. So if you pigeonhole yourself so early on and say, okay, I want to work in um, this industry or this area, but actually you start working there and you train there, you don't like it, you've had limited exposure. Um, whereas when you work in a law firm, you are going to be working with a variety of clients. Your breadth of experience will likely to be, is likely to be more wider as well in terms of the practice areas you can experience seats in. So this just gives you a better understanding of what you want to do rather than pigeonholing yourself so early on. So I definitely encourage, looking at whether having a training contract in a law firm is more suited to what you want to do rather than going down the route of working
0: in-house so early on. That's really good advice. Thank you. Many thanks to Annabelle for joining me. I really enjoyed finding out more about her job and hope that you did too. If working in-house sounds like something that you'd be interested in, I'll link some further reading in the podcast description so you can find out more. And if there's something you'd like us to cover in a future episode of the Law Careers Net podcast, let us know. You can contact us via social media or email us at info at lawcareers.net. Thank you for listening to this month's episode, and we will see you next time.